Yeah, okay, so we are already announcing, we are going to WWDC in June. Yeah, well, we have hopefully. Yeah, we have no tickets yet, we don't have the <laughs> flight yet, we don't have the, I don't have the visa yet, I have to get yeah. this as well. But what we do have... But we're going. <laughs> what we're going, and what we do have, we already have hotel booked. <laughs> yeah, and lots of enthusiasm. What do you think about uh, the rumors for the next iPhone? Yeah, the iPhone Pro, iPhone 8, iPhone X, iPhone Edition. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Radek. I'm Michael. And this is the podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books we read I want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day, working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. So we're circling back to talking about technology stuff. Um, yeah. You might have heard me mention my new headphones a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, uh this is the situation when you are so like like repetitive and just just boring that in the end to just shut you down I just bought them bought them as well so like this way you won't be speaking about them anymore to me. Uh, <laughs> tough luck uh, because that's what you're going to do today. Yep. <laughs> so before this, uh, a bad joke or an anecdote. Um, uh, have you seen the movie uh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street? There we go again. Of course, I have seen it. Of course. So there is this um, this scene. I'm sure I told you about this, but I, I don't think we'd mention this in the show. So I'll, I'll I'll get on with that. So there is this scene when they are buying obscenely, like they are buying obscenely, like really expensive restaurant food, and their accountant uh, mm -hmm. is 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 you know telling them. I mean, this apparatus. I mean, or this or this entrance or whatever they were ordering. I don't think it was about food. It was food. And he was asking, do they cure, are, what, why are they so expensive? Do they, they cure cancer or what? <laughs> and then he says, and then of course, because they don't have any answer because they were just obscenely spending money, they, 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 they just answer, yeah, in fact, they do cure cancer. <laughs> okay, I, I see where you're going with this. So I remember the situation when my friends told me about QC, Quiet Comfort, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Headphones from Bose. And he told me that he bought them on his way from, like before his trip from Australia back here to Europe. And he told them, he told me that they're just amazing, that they just, you know, like to totally isolate the noise and ambient and everything. They're just so good, especially in the plane and especially in a long flight like this from Australia. Mm -hmm. um, look it up. It's really long. So anyway, um, the thing is that I didn't believe him. But then I started, you know, I, I tested his head headphones. They were, they were the QC20. Uh, so they're the, like with cable and in-ear headphones. Mm -hmm. And I remember I tried them on and I was like, whoa, what is this? Right? <laughs> so uh, I mentioned my wife. Uh, I mentioned to my wife that, you know, I actually, you know, it's always hard for me to get a Christmas present. So I said, you know, maybe actually on Christmas, I might want to have these headphones. Mm -hmm. But they're obscenely expensive. They're like, you know, 300 euro or something. So they're really expensive. So I, like, and before that, I would use, you know, earpods and, you know, 20 euro headphones, not yeah. 300 euro headphones. So my wife uh, knew that I, I, it would be a great present for me. So she asked my brother 
to buy them for me, for the I mean, my, my, to my brother, for my brother to do the whole thing, so that she, you know she, I wouldn't notice you know, on our bank statement and everything that you know that she actually bought them for me. For she wanted this to be a, a surprise, and uh, my brother uh, bought them for me. If like yeah, on like with my wife, and then you know I got them uh, for Christmas, and then after Christmas, my brother asked me, "Man, these headphones are so expensive." Do they cure cancer or what? <laughs> and then I said, yeah, in fact, they do cure cancer. Yeah, that's, you know, that's pretty close. I mean, hopefully. Uh, in Poland, they, they cost closer to 380 euros. So that's a lot for headphones. <laughs> yeah, but in, in contrary to the Wolf of Wall Street, I mean, I, I can really say that they, well, they might not cure cancer, but they they... I mean, I'm sure about it. They really protect your ears. This is like, like without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, they they might have not cured cancer, but they do everything else. Yeah. Um. So so I had the QC20 headphones, the, so in ear uh, with uh, wired ones, mm-hmm. and then you went ahead and bought the QC35 Bluetooth big on ear headphones. Yeah. Uh, over ear. Yeah. Over ear headphones. Yeah. Yeah, I struggle with this for a long time because I have friends who were big fans of these, um, but but mostly treating them as headphones for this particular context of you know traveling, being on a plane. Those are like plane headphones, uh, which I don't I don't do that often. So it's just for for this price, they they would have to cure cancer but after you know over a year of convincing myself that I don't need them I kind of impulse bought them um <laughs> all right impulse bought them for 300 something euro right yeah 300 actually from um Spanish Amazon I don't know they were cheap as there anyway they're I have to say they're great I I I regret not buying them earlier. I had a lot of um, doubts about them. I, I knew they were great and all, but like, do I really need them? Uh, but now I'm I'm convinced that yeah, this was a, a good purchase. Uh, a lot of doubts I had about them uh, turned out to be wrong. Uh, they turned out to be better than I expected, to be honest. So I mean, obviously this is a first world problem and a, a really expensive toy. Uh, but for me, you know working a lot sometimes in loud places listening to a lot of podcasts and books outside when it can be loud it's just wow it's so comfortable so incredible yeah i mean uh, i was i'm 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 still a big fan of my QC20 uh, headphones the, the wired ones but i um uh, i don't know where i have them now i i put them somewhere i will find them definitely but i put them somewhere but the wired thing was really annoying for me and especially that I have the iPhone 7 plus and have mm-hmm. no headphone jack yeah. I had to use an adapter adapter with that so adapter with lots of wires and especially when you travel with kids it's just like the wires get get in the way and my 8 year my 8 month old or young girl already knows how to catch the wires she really likes <laughs> the wires so really uh, a wire wireless uh, wireless headphones uh, like were the next step for me anyway and and there there are Bose in ear wire, wireless headphones, but I don't like them. They have this kind of ring or like thing on the neck, which I don't mm-hmm. like. So uh, 
and because we are 2017 and you don't look weird anymore when you have gigantic headphones on your head and when no. you walk on the street no, so no i thought well let's try to be hip hip you know and i'm i'm i'm, I'm just closing on in, in on my 40s and i said you know let's be hip now and just have giant headphones um uh, while walking on the street and i love this as well so after you bought yours i I fight. I, I I decided to fight the the, the urge for uh, two weeks, and then I bought them as well. Yeah, I have to admit that part of the reason why I was finally pushed to get them is the fact that the lack of the stupid jackboard in iPhone Seven is really really annoying uh, when you have wired headphones, which are not the headphones they they give you in a box um but we'll get back to that i i think we should first explain why are they so great yeah exactly so um so the, so bosek has this patented technology and they defend it like you know like a lot this is qc quiet comfort technology it is like an active way of um of getting the noise out so basically i think what they do is they like generate additional noise so that you know it's like cancelled out or something, right? Yeah, essentially, it's called active noise cancelling, and it is what it says. It's it's that they're really quiet, not just because they're well isolated, though they are, but on top of that, um, both sides essentially have a microphone which collects the noise from the outside and inverts the sound wave and kind of mixes it in with the 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 sound you have uh, on your headphones. So this way, um, the noise and the, and, and the generated anti-noise kind of cancel out and it becomes magically quiet. Yeah, and, and this is the, and now this is the moment where the anti-cancer part comes in. So <laughs> normally, normally if you're in an, like a, an environment like a noisy environment in the in the airplane on the street, mm-hmm. you know, when it, or in a cafeteria, when you want to listen to something, you have to just just you know jank up the the, the volume. You have to just put the volume up because yeah. otherwise you won't be able to hear it. And when you have the Apple earpods, <laughs> very well you can tell it. Like you really need yeah. to put them loud. So when you put them loud, you still barely hear what 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 the what the, the earpods are are doing, but. Uh, you don't realize that you're just putting a lot of pressure on your ears because like they are receiving lots of noise from the outside and from these earpods um, and what's what's really magical about the QC you know line of uh, headphones from Bose is the fact that you don't do it you just put them and you and, and very often I just put them more quiet you know instead of you know yeah. higher volume just lower volume actually so exactly. you're listening to just a normal volume like what we're doing right now on the podcast while being in a crowded place, which is just magical. Yeah, it is. It, it improves comfort greatly um, because, like, as, as you said, if you have headphones which are not isolating at all, like Apple uh, earpods or AirPods, um, then you just have to, uh, you know, you end up destroying your, your ears and it's still not comfortable at all to listen. And it, it's even worse if it's not music because, you know, if it's music, you can hear the beat and, you know, yeah. it's whatever. But if you're trying to listen to a podcast or a book, um, you kind of need this this quiet place, this, this solitude. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I remember I like... I what you did there. Yeah, that's the name of my headphones. <laughs> 
so, so like I, I remember um, when I was trying to listen to a podcast at the gym uh, in my earpods, and it was just impossible. It, it's so loud. Um, it became much better when using just you know standard isolating headphones. Um, but in these, it, it's even better. I mean, obviously, those are you know those are big. Those are not no good if if by gym you mean like cardio workouts because you get all sweaty and and stuff. But but you know when I'm at the gym lifting weights, then it's really comfortable uh, wearing these. You don't hear the awful music they pipe in or oh, yeah. other people making noises. You can just focus on your workout. Uh, so this is great. Or when you are outside um, on a walk or whatever in an urban environment where it can be loud um, or just, you know, maybe even at home if it's really loud and you're trying to work. It's so good if you can just tune it all down and focus on your stuff. Or if you work at work at Facebook, the biggest open office in the world, get these headphones <laughs> totally. It's actually funny you should say that because the first time I wore the the Bose Quiet Comfort headphones was when I visited the Facebook office in London. You see, like that's the place you know to be to have them right, really right there. Yeah, and it was really impressive, but I don't know if it's if it said more about the headphones or the office. Exactly, <laughs> but just today in the morning, I I I've, I uh, wanted to get some work done in a in a cafe uh, while having breakfast, and I, I had a, like an important article to write, mm-hmm. so I was just uh, I, I went there, and normally this cafe is very noisy and it's very small, uh, but it's just with these headphones, I just it just everything just disappeared. I could focus on my work, and I w- I was really productive. It was really really nice time. It's really incredible. Um, but what's worth noting is that this is not magic okay uh Mm -hmm. this cannot um you know cancel the noise perfectly uh, if only because some of the noise still creeps in through the cracks and noise all like sound also propagates through your bones um so like it it's not as if you don't hear anything that the whole point is that it really um it's really good at lowering the ambient noise so for example, like if you are walking near this near a street, it's not going to be loud at all. It's going to be quiet. But when you but what when there's like a a sharp like defined sound like a a car passing, you'll hear it. Like if if someone looks you in the face and says something, then if if you don't have for example, music too loud, you'll still hear them. But but the point is that you don't have this ambient kind of white noise really loud. That's the 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 kind of base level of noise is really cancelled out to very little. Uh, but it's not as if you become deaf to what's happening around you. So some people suggested that oh you know it, oh it will be so dangerous to walk around on the on on the street with these. But it's you know that's paranoid. Uh, you still you still hear stuff around you. I mean I don't know maybe in in your country um, you know cars just randomly appear on the sidewalk. But <laughs> other than that, obviously you have to. Uh, be careful when you're crossing the street, as you always do. Uh, other than that, I mean, seriously, uh, it's just uh, not true at all. Uh, those headphones are great in any context in which you just want uh, a quiet space. No, I mean, this is what I expected in the very beginning when when my friend told me about them, um, that they would just cancel out everything. 
but they don't. So first time I, when I when I listened to them, I was disappointed actually because I thought you know I'm still listening to things. I mean you know what like, but just do it for five minutes. After five minutes, you take them out and you're like, whoa, what did just happen? Because yeah. like you then then you see the, the the contrast, the stark contrast of of listening to what's around, but it it it, it doesn't, but it not bothering you at all mm-hmm. to listening to what's around and bothering you at all like, like like a lot and and for me the best test was when i was on the on the plane uh to my hometown and we had to switch to a plane with a propeller like you like you know like a small yeah. plane with a propeller and i was sitting next to the propeller <laughs> it was really loud i just put yeah. my headphones and i was like gone thank you very much like, it was just magic so so i could still hear the propeller but it wouldn't annoy me anymore it was there just there as like because voice like noise but nothing else well i i can't wait to the 10 plus hour flight to uh san jose uh with these headphones because wow that's that's going to make such a big difference yeah okay so we are already announcing we are going to wwdc in june yeah we have hopefully yeah, we have no tickets yet. We don't have the <laughs> flight yet. We don't have the. I don't have the visa yet. I have to get yeah. this as well. But what we do have. <laughs> but we're going. <laughs> what we're going, and what we do have, we already have hotel booked. <laughs> yeah, and lots of enthusiasm. <laughs> exactly, lots of enthusiasm. So we're going there. Uh, and just a, a, like a last um, point about the headphones that I want to make is the fact that the friend, the, the initial friend who got me into the quiet comfort headphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the one that when I told him that I'm buying the headphones that you have, Radek, he told me, okay, get them for me as well. So, <laughs> because he was still using the, the, the wired uh, headphones and he just got them and uh, you, ha- you should have seen, seen face on, like smile on his face when he was picking them up from my house. So he was really happy. Well, th- that isn't the last thing I want to say about it though. All right. <laughs> um, th- there's more that, um, so when I said that they're more than I expected, uh, that's the thing. Like I, I really craved this this quiet comfort zone, uh, but I didn't expect how much I would like other things. So, for example, the fact that they're wireless, um, I was kind of skeptical about that. I mean, you know, wireless is nice, but wireless can be flaky. Wireless means you have to charge things. Like wireless can be really annoying. Um, but I guess I, I didn't appreciate um, the small things that it gives me. It's not just the fact that I don't have a wire running between, you know, my head and my pocket, for example. It's also that when I'm at my Mac and I'm, you know, listening music from my Mac, I can walk around my room or I can walk to the off to to the kitchen or I can walk around the house and I'm still uh, I'm still connected to it. Uh, and for example, like if we have a a call, right, and, and I just have to grab something from another room uh, and I'm on these headphones, I can do that. And I still listen to what people are saying during a, a meeting or something. Um, and and so um, things like that are, are really cool. And I, I didn't uh, know how much I would like it. Um, it's still, you know, another thing to charge, which is slightly annoying, but it has like 20 hours on battery. So it, it, it still, you know, lasts uh, two, three days or, or more, depending on how much I use it. Uh, so that's pretty good. And the thing that I worry the most about the wireless thing is that um, I would have to, it would be really annoying to like have to 
Ampere and Paragon with like if I want to switch between devices. Uh, this can this is a problem with many Bluetooth headphones. But these are really special. They they have some kind of technology that they can connect to two devices at the same time. So I have mine connected to both my iPhone and my Mac. And the way it works is it just stays connected to both and it just selects um, kind of the last device you use as the active one. So for example, uh, if I'm on my Mac, I listen to music from my Mac, for example. And then if I pause the music on my Mac and then take out my phone and play music from my phone, then the headphones will switch to piping music from my phone. And then like if I use the controls on the headphones, they will control the phone, right? So it, it's, it's, it's really seamless, surprisingly so, considering how broken wireless things and, and you know, just the, the seamlessness of wireless things can be really uh, lacking. And here it, it works actually really well. Yeah, so for me, the problem with there was no problem with being wireless. Actually, I was getting fed up with the QC20s because they were wired, and um, because I do lots of sports, I, I have like a, lots of cheap Bluetooth headphones that I use for sports, and, and they are pretty good actually. And I I I really like the fact that they are wireless. So really, there is no, there is no cable there, and I can move, I can move around, run, you know, um, cycle, and everything. So. I'm already. I was already used to having wireless. That's why I, I wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a, a big issue for me not to have the jack. You know, the the the, the uh, mini jack on mm -hmm. the on the iPhone Seven Plus. Um, the only option was the QC Twenties, which still required the cable. Um, so that's why for me wireless was was not a thing. But as you said, the problem with connecting to various devices, and especially that my, I, I got my wife different headphones. I got my wife the um, Beats Solo 3 wireless headphones and uh, for, for Christmas, and she loves them because they have the, this W1 chip. So mm -hmm. uh, it connects to through iCloud to all of the devices that she has, her iPad, her Mac, and her uh, iPhone. She can, you know, switch between them um, uh, effortlessly and really uh, use them all the time. And she loves it so much. And especially that... She's still breastfeeding our girl, so again, no no cables, so the, <laughs> there is no awkwardness there or anything. She can have the right. iPad somewhere there and just put the music on or you know listen to podcasts or whatever, and still have the headphones on and have the baby in her hands, no problem at all, like no tangling with 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 cables and everything like that. So I was actually inclined to get the Beats and not the Bosse, but then when you told me about that the fact that the Bosse could uh, connect to two devices at once. Uh, I was sold because I have mine connected to my iPad Pro and my iPhone, and and as I said, it just it, it just stays per, like persistently connected to both of these devices, so I can play things from any of them. So I don't need the, the W1 chip that Apple has in this point. Uh, I just use these two devices, and it works really well. And this way, I like I, there is no friction there because pairing and pairing between devices, you know, it's it's, it's really painful. So yeah. Yeah, um, and another thing that uh, that I have to mention is they're really comfortable, just physically, apart from... from they're pretty light, too. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's true. So you mentioned Beat Solo 3, and they're really cool because they're, uh, they have the W1 chip. But that's where the advantages end for me, because they're, they're, um, they're not around... They don't go around your ears, they go over your ears. And right. so, like, the, 
you, you just you, they don't provide you with enough is- isolation uh, from sound, and they just press on your ears, and it's really uncomfortable to wear them for for a long time. They're fine if you wear them for you know short bursts, but but these like you can really wear them all day long. Not that that you'd want to, but they're really that comfortable. Um, you know, before I I had you know another uh, big headphones I had were the Sony Seven Five Zero Six. Uh, and they're really comfortable too, but after you know wearing them for many hours at a time, they would just feel like they just want to press your skull <laughs> until it explodes. And these don't. They're very stable on the head. They just they don't move, but at the same time, they don't squeeze and press your press your head. Um, and also a little thing that I really love is that they have the controls for sound and playback on the ear cup, uh, which is which is really useful for me, especially during the winter, right? Because um, if I had like, uh, you know, just normal in-ear headphones and they would have a, a clicker on the cable and then the clicker would be uh, underneath my scarf, right? Or or even if if it wasn't, I'm, I'm like in, in thick gloves and it's like difficult to, to reach it. And, and this way, I you know, it's much easier to, to just control uh, for example, you know, stop an audiobook if you need it. Like it's it's just a little thing that's that's uh, uh, that's very useful for me. Yeah, I uh, uh, I really like the, the the remote control of these. And um, what happened was that I also today because I was going to work in a cafeteria, I re- rediscovered that I have a nice bag a messenger bag that i can you know a, short, a small one that fits exactly my uh, my ipad my um uh, additional notebook uh, and my um uh, new boss headphones so I, I put i have them all in the in this in this nice uh, messenger bag so perfect for you know working remotely so perfect <laughs> yeah so speaking of that I, I i think you had some thoughts on on your ipad workflow yeah, so um, I I don't know if I mentioned that, but um, so I I wrote on my on my blog at some time that um, I first I got the big iPad Pro and I have mm-hmm. I had the big iPad Pro, and then I got the small iPad Pro for testing, like you know perfect excuse you know I need it for testing you know what can I do mm-hmm. so I bought them uh, I bought the the, the the baby iPad Pro so the ten inch iPad Pro um, uh, last summer for testing. And I realized that I missed the 10-inch size uh, of the iPad. And oh. uh, in the end, I made it my main iPad. So I, I and I enjoy it a lot. And I use it, the pencil, the smart keyboard, like all of this, all of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to give up the big one on the big one. I just I did I didn't want to sell it because I would lose lots of money on the you know pr- r- r- like reselling price. And I still thought I'm, I might, you know, find find it useful at some point, you know, for something. So what happened was that um, I kept the 12 inch iPad Pro. It's on my desk right next to me here, and I use it for note taking. So when, for example, when we have meetings, um, with uh, and I'm in front of my iMac, I use the iPad Pro. Or if I want to access some things and some apps on the iPad Pro, so they do exactly the same ones that I have on the baby iPad Pro. I also use the desk iPad Pro. So the 12, the 13 inch iPad Pro is right now my desk, um, desktop iPad. That sounds a bit overkill. It is, but again, uh, you know. Oh, you, you need it for testing. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. I need it for testing. But the problem that I, I mean, the problem that I have now, I face now, um, is that the fact that this iPad Pro is a 128 gigabyte iPad Pro, so the 13 inch. 
So it's a like fully, fully blown iPad Pro. I don't use it that much, so the, 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 it's almost empty. But the baby iPad Pro that I bought for testing, I bought only the entry level 32 gigabytes. Oh. And it's constantly full. And mm. it's my main iPad. So I'm, you know, I'm struggling now, but there are some rumors that there will be new iPads coming this spring. So if there is the... Um, supposedly 10.5 inch iPad Pro with like a higher resolution screen stuff, then I'm going to get that one and I'm going to sell yeah. the, the baby iPad Pro that I have now, now. Because what I really discovered is that the 10 inch size is just perfect. It's, this is the size for an iPad. You know, you know, the 13 inch is good for laptop, 15 inch for laptop, but 10 inch for, for the iPad. Um, bigger than that, it just feels awkward. It just feels you know, big, and that's why that's why um, I uh, I'm I'm keeping the 10 inch size. So if they announce, should they announce a, a 10 inch higher resolution iPad Pro, I'm definitely getting it. Um, and uh, with the smart keyboard and with the pencil, it's really joy for me to use. I mean, really, I. Uh, I, I rediscovered my iPad pro, iPad onlyness um, again <laughs> with um, with this one, and um, I really like it. I really like working on this on this iPad iPad Pro. So yeah. Well, I'm I'm really hoping they do announce new iPads in March or April because my iPad though I don't I don't need it as much as as you do or say you do. Um, I you know it's still kind of annoying to use a over three-year-old uh, device is just, you know, unlike the <laughs> unlike the Intel chips for, for desktop computers, the iPhones got so much faster since um, 2013 that it, it's really becoming slightly painful to use it uh, as iOS gets more advanced and needs more resources to, it gets slower and also it gets comparatively slower. Uh, so it, it gets a, a bit annoying to use and like the the rumor I'm, I'm really hoping will turn out to be true is that they will make um a ipad with with the pro features like uh the pencil support in the mini size because the eight inch size is obviously the correct size for the ipad it's just perfect um so <laughs> to me like the, the whole rumor with the 10.5 inch iPad uh, is really interesting because to me this is the admission that the iPad mini uh, is right because what, what it will the idea is that you'll have the, the screen resolution um, of two minis well, no, it's not about the, the minis. It's that you, you'll have the, the amount of, of screen space as on the, uh, the the 12-inch iPad Pro, but with the screen density of an iPad mini. So exactly. to me, what it says is that the original iPad is just too big. Like, you, you, don't ha- you don't have to have all those buttons so big. They can be smaller. They can be the same density as on the iPhone, and it's still all easy to tap and all good. Uh, because to me, like the the eight inch iPad is just it's just perfect, right? And so to me, the the ten inch should be the Pro that has you know lots of screen space. But the current ten inch is just you know to me, it's just bigger, you know. But it has the same stuff, so why shouldn't I get the eight inch? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have the same experience now that I switch between these two iPads that. I would love to have the screen estate of the 13-inch iPad Pro yeah. in the size of a 10-inch. So yeah, exactly. uh, 
So, so for me, like uh, this, that, that's why the new iPad that that is supposedly uh, is supposedly coming will be just the the, the bullseye. It will be just perfectly, uh, perfectly sized. My wife is on the same boat as you. Uh, she also believes in the iPad Mini, and she's also uh, and she has even an older one than you. I oh. have so she's really waiting for the new iPad mm-hmm. mini she really is. she's really hoping that we'll get a new one uh, this spring um, so we will have a few iPads to sell actually uh, and uh, speaking of pairing and uh, and pencil support which which you mentioned mm-hmm. so Apple Pencil should be redesigned again because and well redesigned again or upgraded to the W1 processor because for example I have the same iCloud account on both of the iPads but each time <laughs> I want to use the same pencil on any of these, I have to uh, pair it again. So it's not long. It's you just have to, you know, put it in the in the iPad and just pair and just click and whatever. But I cannot just use it, you know. So I have to pair it with each of the iPads, you know, whenever I'm, you know, using it with it. So or I would have to, you know, do what Apple would want me to do: buy two pencils, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, no, thank you. Uh, one pencil is enough. So. Um, but yeah, well, it's 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 annoying. You, you you do know, Michael, that your problem is that you have too many iPads, right? No. <laughs> okay. Well, then I then that's Apple's problem. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's Apple's problem, not mine. Well, anyway, that's the thing. So uh, I still use one pencil. I have two iPads, and um, I have to pair with them each time I want to use. So it's pretty annoying. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you think about? Uh, the rumors for the next iPhone. Yeah, the I- iPhone Pro, iPhone 8, iPhone X, iPhone Edition. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you don't have to state the obvious. Exactly. So apart from that, uh, well, there are many rumors. The one mm-hmm. I like, I can tell you the one I like. Mm-hmm. The one I like would be to have a kind of the same screen size that I have on my iPhone now, so like really big screen size, but in a smaller package. So yeah. uh, like I don't want them to make the, the the iPhone 7 Plus size and put a bigger screen there. Like I have enough screen now. Like I I, I just I'm 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 just like with the it started with iPhone 6 Plus and then 6s Plus and then 7 Plus. They're just too big. I I was always hoping that they would finally you know make the the, the, the the enclosure smaller while keeping the screen as big or almost as big. So for me, this is my favorite rumor. The fact that I would have basically a more or less iPhone 7 sized iPhone with a plus plus size screen. So this would be an ideal again. Yeah, and it's pretty clear that it's doable. I mean, pretty much all high-end Android devices have a much greater kind of screen to body ratio um, yep. The iPhone has a lot of dead space, especially like at the top and, and the bottom, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, uh, for me, that's fine. I'm not an iPhone Plus guy, um, but it's clear that you could get something which is not much bigger physically than the iPhone 7 currently with the screen size of iPhone 7 Plus if you just got rid of all the dead space and just made everything essentially a screen yeah so i'm really hoping for that one i mean i mean like these two devices so the ipad pro that we mentioned the 10.5 inch or whatever it's going to be and this new uh, iphone are things that i really like i would really want to have Uh, again for the screen size uh, and for the the package because i just like 
you know, I, I, while I love my plus size iPhone uh, because I can do so much in it with it and and it's so so um, useful, I really would like would would love to have a smaller size. Yeah, I think it's going to be challenging um, from the design space and and software because if you have everything essentially edge to edge, uh, then you have the challenge of it just becomes too easy to tap things which are yeah you know accidentally tap things which are along the edges. So it it might be interesting to see them kind of um, evolve the 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 UI. Um, kind of paradigm of, of iOS to kind of take advantage of the screen and make it useful, but at the same time ensure that there's essentially like a dead zone uh, in terms of um, interaction around the edges, so that it doesn't become more annoying than useful. Yeah, it's like with the with the iPad Pro apps for drawing with the Apple Pencil. Mm. Some of them have really good palm rejection, and some don't. And uh, it, it's really annoying when when like when you're using the ones that, that don't because like you want to just make it natural. You just want to you know really draw on this, and then suddenly you see additional stuff being drawn on the screen, which you never wanted. So um, uh, just recently, I switched to Notability app on my iPad Pro, and this one has really good palm rejection. So over there, I'm just really totally comfortable um, drawing things and and and. Uh, you know, taking notes. So, uh, so really, th- th- so this is again the, the 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 play of the hardware and software, just to make sure that you don't, you know, that it ex- that that the thing behaves as you expect it to behave. You know. Yeah. Uh, another one that I'm very excited about is the wireless charging. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, this is like, this is kind of already out there. You can see a bunch of Android phones which you can just essentially like place on the pad and it charges to me this is going to be big uh it's already exists out there but i think it's going to be very very important because we have too many damn things to charge and it's not going to get better uh battery technology is not just going to get better it evolves at a slow rate and there's there's no promising kind of revolutionary innovation in battery technology on the horizon. There just isn't. Uh, and, you know, uh, everything gets more power efficient. You have the Apple W1 chip, which makes, you know, something as tiny as AirPods um, even plausible. You know, the five hours, isn't, it's not a lot, but, but still. Um, so to me, um, if it's not possible to make devices last a lot longer I, I i should hope that devices like iphone or the macbook pro are going to you know last longer on battery life but but only like incrementally so like let's let's be honest here so what this suggests to me is that if it's not possible to have less devices to charge or have to charge them less often it has to become it needs to become uh, easier to charge them. Effortless. Like you yeah. just put it there and it just, you don't, like, because still, you know, putting it there and putting, like, putting the cable in, like, or for example, in the evening or whatever, like, it's, it, you know, it's a, like a conscious decision. But when you just put the iPhone right, right, right there, just, you know, on the desk or on the pad, like, it's, it's not, it's not a conscious decision. It's just, you just put it there. It's, it's, it's really effortless. So uh, people say, oh, it's not a big deal. 
it is. Um, yeah. I, I totally agree. And uh, I would want that also to work so that I would just, you know, put the, the iPhone there. Like how many times like <laughs> I, I picked up my wife's iPad or iPhone and it was just totally out of battery. Like, because like if she would have a pad next to like her bed or whatever, so somewhere, somewhere in the, you know, in the household where we would, like she would just put it there, not caring about, you know, charging it. And especially that, that she right now has the wireless um, headphones. Like they would charge automatically, you know? It, yeah. It, which change so much yeah i mean it, it, that that's what i'm i'm going with this i mean imagine you had these charging pads not not like a charging dock for your iphone where you have to put it and it's essentially the same as if there was a cable there i mean to me that that makes no sense because the the benefit is essentially none yeah but if you have like a, a pad that that you can have you know on some piece of furniture one you could have possibly in like multiple places in your home kind of yeah kind of looking at this like in the future and then you could have these places where you can just place stuff you know you can just throw your phone there or your headphones or your watch whatever and it just charges like automatically right then it just you don't have to think about it it's it doesn't become a conscious choice it stops becoming something you have to consciously manage it just becomes the f- the place where you put things mm-hmm. yeah Totally, and and what 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 I like also about the headphones, uh, my wife had my wife's headphones, the Beats uh, uh, Solo Three Wireless, is that they have this option that when they are totally dead, mm-hmm. you have to charge them for five minutes. I think yeah. it's five minutes, and they last like two or three hours. So this is like the best feature ever for me because my wife would always like dive the battery down to to zero. So so and she then she would tell me, Michael, again. My, I want to go out and my, you know, headphones or whatever are not charged. And now she knows that if they are not charged, no problem. She just puts them to charge. Uh, she can like prepare, do makeup or whatever, or dress. And then she knows in five minutes, she's going to just take it and it's going to be fine. So so the quicker we can charge, the better. But as, as we said, the more effortless it would be, it would just, you know, there would be no, you know, even, you know, thinking about it. Yeah, this is another thing that Apple has to catch up with Android, actually. Um, a lot of high-end Android phones had for a while this whole quick charging thing where, uh, you know, you have chargers chargers that can supply a lot of current um, and so they can charge really quickly, uh, which iPhone does not. I mean, it, it charges quickly if you use like an iPad charger instead of the iPhone charger, uh, but there's still much greater limitations to its uh, charging uh, speed compared to uh, the top Android devices. So uh, I guess those are like two sides of the same coin, as in you could have these wireless charging pads for charging effortlessly, uh, but then if you do use a cable, you should be able to charge really quickly, right? So then like you you have to plug it in, but if you do have to do it, uh, it should take, you know, have the, it, you know, you should be able to, to charge your phone in, in less than an hour, which uh, is currently not the case. I mean, this is what I have already. Um, so the iPad Pro, for example, the big one can charge using the MacBook One charger. So the 29 mm-hmm. watt charger, and then it charges, uh, I think, you know, at least twice as fast uh, than, than usually. And uh, the Apple Watch actually charges pretty fast. So, um, yeah. 
I, 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 that's why I wear my, my Apple Watch almost all the time because I just put it on charger when I just you know wash my hands or do something or just go for a shower or like when we watch a movie or, or a TV series one episode I just put it put it on a charger I take it back it's already charged so yeah, that's, that's why for I mean. example I, I I have no problem you know with with my Apple Watch because it's always charged because uh, this is so effortless and so easy and so quick so yeah as you said both of the things like make it effortless and make it quick. Right, because, you know, uh, right now, there's just too many of these things. And I know this is a first first word problem, but I have my Mac to charge and my iPad to charge, my phone, my watch, my stupid headphones, which are actually incredible, my keyboard and mouse and trackpad, and there's the old Mac, which I haven't still haven't sold. It's, it's just, it becomes annoying at at this number of, of devices because you just have to consciously manage it, right? And then, like, uh, I have just one kind of charger for the lightning, so I have to remember, like, if I plug in the iPhone, I have to remember to then plug in the iPad so that it doesn't run out. I mean, the only device in my life which lasts for such a long time is my Kindle, which so far, in the many months I've had it, I had to charge twice. <laughs> and I use it every day. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So speaking of charging and battery life and everything else, uh, well, I, I saw some tweets or, or, or some mentions somewhere of you like liking the battery life of your MacBook Pro more. Like, is that really the case? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is. So I guess I should do a quick update on my MacBook Pro um, for the the review I've done some time ago. Um, the the few things I complained about. Um, I feel better about them. So for example, like you mentioned the battery life, um, it's fine. I mean, uh, whatever issues they might've been, uh, have been fixed in software. There definitely were some issues at the start uh, and they they just fixed it. Like sometimes um, th- there were some issues with uh, with the Mac switching to the, the, the dedicated GPU when it was, didn't have to. And that was a problem. And there were some other like um, issues with, with drivers uh, for charging with some people. That's been fixed. So, you know, I, I still stand by what I said, that I wish it was the stupid millimeter thicker uh, and the battery life was longer than the, you know, supposed eight hours. Or actually, they say it's 10 hours. That's, that's still not true. Uh, it's more like eight hours on light usage which is the same as the old MacBook Pro. So I, I, I stand by what I said in that I wish it was longer, but I have not found it to be worse. And mm-hmm. that's that's a good thing. That's um, good. Right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, as for USB-C, I still think it's fine. Uh, like I said, you just got to accept that it's a fact of life. You need adapters for now. Uh, but I'm still excited about this. I still think it's such... Such a nice progress in terms of um, you know I/O technology. It's it's so much better than than the old USB. So I'm still liking it. Um, I had some minor reservations about the keyboard. Uh, I got used to it. I got used to the the stupid um, arrows uh, layout. I don't have a problem with it anymore. Um, I also like on the first few days I had it. I I noticed like slight potential issues with the touch rejection on the trackpad because it's so big that you end up touching it as you type on the keyboard. Uh, I had zero issues with it, so that's good. 
As for the touch bar, I still don't care about it. Uh, you said, oh, it's so great, blah, blah, blah. No, uh, I I see close to zero utility for this for me. Uh, maybe for for uh, for noobs it will be useful because it does kind of show you things which are more hidden. Uh, but for me, there's just essentially zero utility to it. Uh, not completely zero, but very, very little, uh, which I think is a shame. But I also don't hate it. Um, you know, it, it is less than ideal that I can't, um, you know, for example, just, you know, naturally tap at the right place to change the volume. I have to do it more consciously because it's a slider and not a physical button. Uh, but I don't hate it. I, I don't have much of a problem with it. It's just, meh, you know, that's that's what touch bar is to me. It's meh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, my, my still, still my favorite usage of touch bar is like when I tried it on the Apple store, was that uh, when you have Safari open several, you know, tabs, it's a very nice way to switch between tabs. Like you just scroll your finger and it just switches between tabs very quickly. So I really liked it. Yeah, that was also one of the things that the, I found really cool when playing with it. But in practical use, I just have not found myself using it much. All right. Uh, maybe it's 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 just my problem. My you know the fact that I naturally just use the the keyboard shortcut to to navigate between tabs, or the fact that I don't tend to have many tabs open. But I just I have not found it very uh, very useful to be honest. Okay, I have another update on my uh, iPhone 7 Plus, uh, just to wrap it up. All right. Um, so I got the Jet Black version. <laughs> I freaking love it. Mm-hmm. It's just so beautiful. It's stunning. After like, several months of using it, I still believe it's freaking stunning. It's just amazing. And I, I'm using it like totally naked, no um, cover, nothing. Uh, I, I touch it every day and I it's a joy to use. Mm-hmm. But... It is scratched a lot. It is like there is no way around it. Um, I can stomach it. I like this is just a, a device I use to get things done. So I'm not attached to my iPhone in the way that it has to be in pristine con- condition or whatever. It's mm-hmm. just my tool. But because this jet black color, and I had to wait for it longer, as you remember, like all my like everybody yeah. in our company already had their new iPhones, and I had to wait for my jet black finish. But it was worth the wait. So. Um, it's gonna be going to be scratched after a year of usage when I when I switch to the iPhone, you know, edition or whatever they're gonna <laughs> announce. But it's been worth it because it's just like the, the finished jet black. I mean, it's a you know, if it wasn't that scratch, you know, prone, it would be just perfect. But even with that, um, normally you don't see the scratches so much. Mm-hmm. Also, but but only when you just put them in light, and then you see them. Um, but it's a freaking joy to use. I love it. So you're saying the micro abrasions have turned to macro abrasions? Yeah, there are macro abrasions right now on this screen, uh, but again, I don't mind. I just it's like just the feel of the phone is just uh, really good. 